six weeks out from the NBA season. We got six divisions. I'm stealing that one from you, Sean. You said it earlier before we started recording, but six weeks, six divisions. We're previewing it here just before we start the NBA season. It's been about three weeks since we recorded. In that time, I've gone backpacking. Sean, you went on a cruise all across Alaska, yes, Canada. Yep. DeMarcus Cousins got an arrest warrant issued for him. Dwight Howard is back in the NBA and on the Stop Lakers. <laughs> Eric Gordon, he's in his mid, about to enter his mid thirties. Not really, but he's like thirty-two and he just got a big old contract. And we're start, and we're previewing what could possibly be the worst division of the NBA. But you know, you start with the worst, that way you can end with the best, right, Sean? Right. Yeah. Uh, or I mean, a lot of people like to start off strong. <laughs> we're certainly not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're starting with the Southeast Division. I think I don't think there's really much debate that this will probably be the collectively the worst performing division this this week. Um, oh, but before sure. we break into that, there is one light in this division, and there was a player nicknamed by his teammates the Human Torch, who made the most consecutive threes in league history without starting a single game, and he's uh. from this division. Can you guess who this? human torch could possibly be oh god okay so he's from this division he's an active player he's an active player and he's still in this division nicknamed the human torch oh gosh all right so so in this division there's there's the heat the hawks magic wizards i'll give you two shots two chances give me two chances okay yeah okay good good shooters we're looking (laughs) good shooters Oh man, I'm gonna go with. Oh man, I'm blanking on his name. The guy in the magic, um, Terrence Ross. Oh, you got it. Yeah, Terrence no Ross is the guy. Terrence wow. Ross is the Human Torch. Last year he made 217 consecutive three points, which is a league record. You know, wow. for somebody. Who has not started a single game? Terrence Ross came off the bench for most of, um, pretty much the majority of the season there for the Orlando Magic, and he sunk those. That's that's pretty insane. I I did not know that guy even had a nickname. So that was a <laughs> literal shot in the dark there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's kind of I didn't know that was his nickname either. I think it's just like an Orlando Magic thing, like it's within be. the locker room. Yeah, it's like their way of like hyping him up. Exactly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Torch, Terrence Ross. <laughs> we'll talk more about Terrence Ross and the Orlando Magic and where they're headed entering the 2019-2020 NBA season. But first, let's start off with Eric Gordon, who has agreed to a four-year, $76 million extension with the Houston Rockets. So what this tells me, and I think it says every to everybody clearly, is the Houston Rockets are big spenders, and they're big spenders <laughs> with their core players here. Unless your name is Chris Paul, of course, you get dished away. But still, this, I'm a little surprised. He got the, basically, four-year $76 million is the max maximum amount of money Eric Gordon could have gotten, and he got it from the Rockets. Yeah, that this is a really interesting one. I, I don't know how you really justify it, because four-year $76 million for a guy, I think he is 30, maybe 31 going into this season. I just don't understand like the value that they see in him going forward or is this just their play like this is the team we have we have Westbrook Harden and Eric Gordon and Clint Capella like they don't think that they can do any better with who they could possibly get in free agency like does he he does he fit the mold that well or is that just all they have as an option I think it I think it's a little bit of both actually it's more of that I think they they really don't have many options to go out there and chase down players given their cap space situation with Westbrook and Harden and Capella. Unless Capella is part of that trade, <clears throat> they really don't have many options. So I think right. Eric Gordon just has to be that guy you stick with. I mean, it's hard to find a replacement for a guy who can score 18 to 20 points a game off the kind of efficiency that he does. Sure, right. he's thir- and he's 30 years old, so... I guess he's he's still got some young legs, sort of. Sort of. I just it feels like he's been in the league for a long time, you know. Like he he's an old, young thirty year old. <laughs> yeah, and he's had a history of like injuries early on in his career too. Right. So at the end of that fourth year, just the thirty four year old with the amount of damage he has, a little bit crazy. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. This this just doesn't seem like a smart move to me to to be locked into this guy for as long as they're gonna have to be. And don't choke on your water over there. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> you got it. I'll just keep. I'll just keep talking. Right. So as far as far as the Rockets are concerned. I mean, you have Eric Gordon coming off the bench. I feel like this move would have been a lot better if they were able to keep pieces like Trevor Ariza, if they were able to keep Luke Richard Mute, If they were able to keep this core together, I think this would have been a good move. But all in all, I think for the Rockets, this is just going to be another we-had-to-do-it type of move, and they're just going to have to live with Eric Gordon. I don't know. I see him declining over the next few years, maybe like to 10, 12 points a game. Um, but anyway, how are you feeling on? Are you feeling better? I was able to talk for a little bit while you're not dying over there. Oh man. I've just been dealing with the sore throat this week. <clears throat> I oh, thought no. it was good, but, uh, I think I just needed more water. Yeah. I believe in you, man. You're going to power through this. We're going to, we're just going to keep rolling with this. All right. We're going to go straight into the DeMarcus Cousins news. Kind of old news at this point, but still a big deal that we haven't talked about that. I, I need to talk about with you, Alan. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with just the NBA news of where he's likely yeah. going to have to sit out the 2019-2020 season with a torn ACL in, pre- in, in before the season even begins. This is just a heartbreaker for Lakers fans who had high hopes for this man. This man who said he was going to play 82 games this season. He said he was going to make a resurgence. He was going to get this Lakers team over the top. And it all comes crashing down before it even got off the ground. Yeah, this stinks on all kinds of levels for him. And as a Laker fan as well, because he was that sort of... That optim- that that figure of optimism really... <coughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! <coughs> but no, it, it is a figure of optimism. You're right. Like this guy was a guy. You're like, I hope that he's gonna be this piece that we get on a minimum. That's just gonna give us way more value than we expected to get from someone like this. <coughs> right. So now there's so much more pressure falling on someone like Kyle Kuzma at this point. I mean, Kyle Kuzma's got to be the guy. And they were thinking, like, well, if Kyle Kuzma can't be, at least we got DeMarcus Cousins. He's a year removed from his major Achilles injury. That should be more than enough time for him to really bounce back and do some damage this year. But obviously that's out the window. I was so devastated. I saw that apparently there was a video out there. I just couldn't even get myself to really verify whether that was true or not or even, like, look at it. I'm not sure, Sean, if you... Mm saw that that there was apparently a video of the, of the play where it happened where he went I down no i didn't see that did it look pretty bad i don't know like i said i just oh. did not even want to look at it oh, yeah, i think this fair. is heartbreaking <laughs> it's awful um but you know it is what it is and the lakers have to move on and the man we move on to is superman himself former superman maybe he <laughs> stole the nickname from Shaq. dwight howard is back oh, he's got no. his he's got corn rolls this time he's got some bleach <laughs> thing going he looks skinnier <laughs> <clears throat> he's got new tattoos. Is that Maybe a he's a different man, but if he's not, at least his his fashion has changed. So that's something that has changed. Oh man, this is that was such an interesting development because you saw Demarcus Cousins goes out. It's like, okay, what are the Lakers' options here? They could go get Joakim Noah. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else was even an option there besides I mean, Dwight Howard? <clears throat> I think you had. I, I don't really know who else was out there. I mean, you had like obviously there's younger guys. Um, but I think it was mainly like the Hakeem Noah and Dwight Howard who who got brought in for uh, for workouts. Yeah, it's just after he burned them so bad, I'm surprised that they even brought him in at all. But right. I, but with the the contract being like it's basically a per game contract, like right, the non guaranteed. Yeah, if he, there's <clears throat> no guaranteed money in there at all, and mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing because like normally the player would be like, really, I can't get any guaranteed money, but this is one of those cases where it's like, yeah. You're right. I don't deserve guaranteed money after right. what I did to you guys. Well, I mean, it's either he takes this this situation with the Lakers or he's just out of the NBA at this point for him. Right, Because exactly. he had no this other is, bidders. This is his last, last chance. Because like, yeah. I feel like he's already had a last chance before. But th- right. this is interesting, though. Is like, Do you really think that Dwight Howard 
and JaVale McGee are going to actually split enough minutes for Anthony Davis to not play center because we know that at the end of the day, this is the ideal situation for the Lakers is to not play Anthony Davis at center, but right. you lose to Marcus Cousins. Dwight Howard, there's just no way he's going to be able to give you what Cousins could have given you. Right. So, and yeah. and that, and that's the thing about Dwight Howard is I think when you forget about what he did, you know, back in 2012, he left the Lakers. Yeah, he did all that. But I think the biggest thing is, like, can he play? You know, is he healthy? Can he actually go out there and rebound and take some hits out on the court? Because that's been the biggest thing about Dwight Howard is he just has not been healthy the last couple of years. Um, he's just yeah, not the same guy. Last year. Right. So it's like if he says he's healthy, and he's then that's one thing. Okay. But now, and then the second thing is like, well, if you're going out there, like you're going out there to take hits, you know, you're going out yeah. there to defend the rim and get boards and just do dirty work. You're not scoring the ball. You're not going to have plays ran for you. Um, and is he, and it seems like he's willing to do that. So then the question is, okay, so he looks healthy now, but can he stay healthy all year? And I got to hope he does. Cause I mean, we've seen the numbers, you know, I broke it down last time when Anthony Davis is at his position, power forward. He's way more, he's stronger He's not a bruiser. Can he be a bruiser? Sure. But that's not who he is. He's a scorer. He's a yeah. he's a guy who can go to multiple places and really do damage that way for a team. So, yeah, I think it would be best for him to avoid the center position. Is there enough in JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard? I hope so. If not, then let's go to the G League. Let's see who we can pick up. <laughs> yeah, I, there's always some good guy in the G League that just doesn't get a chance. Like, yeah, you know, let's go I find another like, Thomas Bryan or something. Yes, exactly. There's a diamond in the rough out there somewhere. But <clears throat> moving off the court, DeMarcus Cousins also a warrant out for his arrest <laughs> for threatening the mother of his son when she refused him to let his son attend his wedding with his current girlfriend. Claim, Did- the claims say that he was going to put a bullet through her effing head. <laughs> he said it. There's a recording, TMZ. Oh, TMZ. <laughs> breaking down NBA stars and <laughs> NBA franchises. Yes. But it's out there, and, I mean, I didn't listen to it, but, I mean, I, I read the quote, and it's pretty <clears throat> it's pretty threatening. I mean, I mean, everything aside, I could understand his anger, but at the same time, that's a pretty, pretty hefty quote he put out there and, and oh, that, yeah. um, you know, got recorded as well. And whether or not it's enough for him to be uh, arrested – I don't know. That's not my call. But according to the law of Alabama, where this where this arrest warrant was issued, at, it's enough. So mm-hmm. if DeMarcus Cousins plans a cross-country trip, he better not find himself in Alabama or he'll have some handcuffs yeah, placed seriously. around his wrist. Yeah, so Alabama doesn't have any NBA teams. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So let's just say he's not going to be attending any University of Alabama football games this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is just so bad. Like the like it it all got caught on audio, so we basically know what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's so inexcusable, and it's on it's so Demarcus Cousins, honestly. Like this yeah, is the conduct it, you expect from him, which is it sucks. Yeah, know? that's what sucks is that you know it's I don't think he's a bad guy. Like he's never really done anything awful, but there's a lot of he has that perception as bad teammate as. Yeah, uh, sort of like low juvenile and something like this just totally solidified that view for some people and it sucks for cousins right yeah it's oh man i don't but know. i mean uh, it's what's, also what's his... gonna come of this like is he gonna go to jail or is he gonna get suspended by the nba what do you, what do you think i don't know that's that's the interesting thing it's now we've we're now like i think like two weeks out from this and the nba hasn't really made an official statement neither have the lakers um, and he hasn't been arrested yet, so I don't know what's happening next. Like it, if the NBA was coming down with some sort of fine, I feel like it would have already happened by now. And the Lakers also have yet to uh, discuss anything about this or issue their own fine on their their end because Cousins is on the roster. Um, so we'll see where it, where this all turns to next. It's it's kind of a silly situation, but. Uh, moving on from here, let's go to Ranias Karukas, who's also <laughs> was recently arrested uh, for choking his girlfriend. Wow, that is quite the situation for this guy. 
yep that that happened that was a real thing i yeah i did not know that this guy had any issues off the court but that I mean, is I guess quite the situation I here. Just, I didn't <laughs> know him at all, I guess, before. And he didn't really have any personality before this. He was just a, a, a rookie who seemed like he was a pretty good player. And yeah. then this stuff comes out. And I guess this is just kind of that news that comes out in a dead period when, I don't know, maybe maybe this happens more often than we think. But <laughs> it's just, yeah, just the fact that between him and DeMarcus Cousins, like this comes out within a week of each other. Like this is just, it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, this is yikes for the league. I honestly didn't even know that this happened. Where did you just <laughs> I read love this? That <laughs> this is yikes for the league. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big yikes for the league. Like this is a PR nightmare. But somehow, like like I was saying earlier, like the NBA hasn't said anything about Demarcus Cousins, nor have the Lakers. I didn't even know this was a thing here for this guy. Like, where did yeah. you find out about this? Reddit. Wow. <laughs> it's where I find out most of these weird stories. I get almost all of these quick thoughts from Reddit. I'm just going to spill the beans right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I, somehow the NBA, the NBA has not caught fire for this, like, all within two weeks. Like, yeah, I guess that's the, pretty the bad. Court, the court case is still ongoing, so maybe they'll come out with a statement then. They're probably trying to avoid it while there's still <laughs> evidence to be gathered and cases to be heard and stuff so he hasn't been indicted of anything yet but yeah not looking good for this guy i mean he had a promising rookie season i feel like if if anything comes of this and that's probably just gonna end up dropping him probably and that i mean that sucks for his basketball career but at the same time man i do not condone this behavior i, just, I wonder this, what it stems what is from, the irresponsibility you know? like, why, on these guys <laughs> like why would you threaten to kill yourself and then <laughs> proceed to go and beat up your girlfriend like what i don't know I, man it just it, something's messed up there i don't know if drugs might have been involved or what it seems like it might be likely but that's just this is just too much yeah but i'll tell you what the nba is coming down on <laughs> alex caruso yes you know, demarcus cousins Car- carucas they're get they're they're fine but <laughs> alex caruso God forbid Alex Caruso God has himself one sel- himself a hell of a summer, gains 15 <laughs> pounds in pure muscle, the NBA is coming after him. Drug tested. A random drug test. But I guess the out, the the funny part of this story is that they drug tested him on the basis of a photoshopped image of him. Yeah, so I don't know like how this... <clears throat> this is just so stupid how this all happened. I guess a photoshopped <laughs> image of him went, out, went viral um he just looks shredded you know like he's probably pretty strong but like this is like especially so and he just receives a random drug test after that (laughs) i love it it. i love this story like one what kind of terrible researchers do they have over there at the nba like whoever's doing the nba drug test and are these tests even random doesn't (laughs) seem like it (laughs) right and I mean, when I first saw that picture, I thought that was real. And I was like, that's incredible. That it seems... <laughs> Caruso's uh, coming. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Like, that has to have drugs. Like, there's no way he's that big. And, of course, it's 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 it, there was some false to it. Like, he yeah. really wasn't that big. But it had me fooled. <laughs> oh, it's, that's so ridiculous, man. I, I just can't believe it. But some, some lighthearted news to, to end off the quick thoughts after some really messed up stuff. Yeah, but let's jump into the Southeast Division previews because let's do uh, it. we just got to get these guys out of the way. I mean, what we're looking at here is a division that's going to showcase the battle for, you know, not quite the worst team in the league, but second, certainly, third. Certainly a chance, though. Certainly yeah. a chance. And uh, the the higher end of this division is the eighth seed or the seventh seed. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> Very Maybe, promising future. Yeah. But I don't see the MVP coming out of this league. <clears throat> I don't see any All NBA coming out of this division. Maybe yeah. Jimmy Butler. There, there'll be some All Stars. That's about it. Yeah. So let's get to it. The Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, Miles Leonard added to this team. Departures: Josh Richardson and Hassan Whiteside. What else is going on with the Miami Heat, Sean? 
Yeah, so they drafted Tyler Harrow at 13 in the draft, who's a decent shooter. <laughs> Some people might even call him an amazing shooter if you're really hyped up about him. Um, he has good size for a shooting guard, but he has a pretty small wingspan, so defensively not looking great. But he's probably going to play the bench a little bit with um, the big addition being Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Jimmy Butler is a slight upgrade from Josh Richardson. <laughs> Very slight. And so you talk about Jimmy Butler being a slight upgrade. Hassan Whiteside is gone. They just got rid of him. Mm-hmm. It's like for nothing. Myers Leonard's not going to get any significant minutes with this team. So I don't think they have any weird belief that Myers Leonard's going to be as good as Hassan Whiteside could have been. Potentially, yeah. so I think they are just tired of Hassan Whiteside's inconsistency. Um, I, I mean, his, I would be too. Huge contracts, too. Huge contracts. I mean, so. you want to talk about, you know, the biggest thieves in the NBA? Hassan Whiteside has got to be up there, and he oh, somehow yeah. gets a pass every time when you talk about that. When we talk about that, or anybody does, like he just kind of like, you know, we bring up big contracts, like oh, these guys, you know, they're not worth their contract. Hassan Whiteside. I mean, at one point, looked like he would be, but the last two, three years, he has not lived up to the, that money. No, not at all. It, it's really sad, honestly, <clears throat> because it's like the Miami Heat are already hampered by so many bad contracts. That, that was supposed to be their biggest one, and mm-hmm. it turned out to nothing. But So they make, they make as big of a move as they can in trying to get Jimmy Butler to keep them competitive, at least in the East, and... I do think that it accomplishes that. Jimmy Butler is still in his prime, and he's a good enough player to keep a team like this afloat that still has decent players around him. Right. But ultimately, like you said, the the best case scenario for this team is a seventh or eighth seed. And right. They they have as good a chance as any of these other teams to win this division. Yeah, this team is basically I feel like a little bit of like the uh, the Rajon Rondo, Dwayne Wade, Jimmy Butler, Chicago Bulls team. Yes, it, it very much is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, that's a good comparison. You just gotta have. You just kind of have like these middle tier veterans who are towards the end of their primes. But you have Jimmy Butler still, and then you have some young guys that are just you know they're there, but they're not really that good. Oh, they're right. still far from any form of con- contribution. So, yeah, it's kind of just they're they're like a seventh eight seed, you know, at best, and. Do they have a big chance of, you know, breaking through that somehow? Yeah, maybe if Jimmy Butler becomes top 10 player, yeah, top 15 yeah, player. But chance, I doubt man. that. Yeah. Or like, yeah, or like Dion Waiters uh, somehow becomes an efficient scorer and really gets up there to 20 points, which probably won't happen. So I think this team is a safe bet, I think, to make, to be right there for the 8th seed this year. You know, right around, I, I would say, I would agree with the number you put down here, 40 games. I'd yeah. say, yeah, 41, 42 games this year. Right. Yeah, they, they're just going to be hovering there. They're going to lose to the good teams <clears throat> and beat the bad teams. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, I think the storyline to follow here with this team is, is how, not if it'll happen, but how long <laughs> will it take for Jimmy Butler to just completely ruin this locker room chemistry, any that existed beforehand? You know what? <laughs> I'll give him a little bit more credit than that. Yeah? I will say... Because I would say this man got his money. This is what he wanted. He didn't care about the team. He cared about his money, and he got his money. <laughs> and I think he's fine just living here in the eighth seed. Will he dissolve a locker room? Possibly, but <laughs> I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say I don't think I think he's going to be a good think, guy this year. Wow. You think he just takes a complete 180 just like that? Yeah, I think this, uh, this I is think such a hundred... passionate guy, man. This the whole thing with I Rachel think... Nichols' interview last year, like that. Oh, I mean, Come yeah, on. that's that's true. But I think though, I think one hundred million dollars does a lot to a man. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh. he's gonna be perfectly fine where he is. Yeah, you know, I, I I hope for your for the Heat's sake, you're right. Um, but also for my own sake, I hope you're wrong, and I hope the Miami <laughs> Heat just suck next year. Because then, the, or wait. Actually, OKC okay, no, has that you know, pick. OKC okay, has that pick now. So I, I hope you're right. I hope the Miami <laughs> Heat have, have a great next few years with Jimmy Butler just riding them into the fourth and fifth seed at best, still <laughs> at a first round playoff exit. Yeah, they're going to be smooth sailing to 42 wins for the next two to three years, I'd say. Smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. They'll, they'll get some seats in there and they'll get to a playoff 
round um, to get some extra revenue. But eh, if that's what you're okay with, that's it. Well, didn't you have Bam Adebayo here being one of your potential breakouts? So Yeah, that's the thing. That was... <clears throat> Like, he's a potential breakout, but does that mean he's going to take this team over the top? I don't think so. Like, yeah. him, him alone being the one that improves is not going to be the reason that this team becomes, like, a top three team in the East. I agree. Like, yeah, I'm, see, I'm seeing more of, like, a... Not, not even to the same level that Pascal Siakam improved. Like, probably to the same level that, like, Nurkic improved when he moved to Portland. Oh, like okay. a good player, but he's not an all star, right? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I just the production is that like he's gonna be in this starting lineup. Hassan Whiteside's not there anymore. If Myers Leonard, if they put in <laughs> Myers Leonard in a starting lineup over him, that's just terrible coaching, in my opinion. Adebayo's got the athleticism, and yeah. he's proven that he can produce for them, and he's he's more tenured on that team. So I I would not start anyone else over him right now at center. Yeah, Bam Adebayo should be averaging like at least thirteen boards a game this year. He should, yeah. He he's got the speed and athleticism. He's got the size. He's just got to use it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. All right. Yeah. What about the Atlanta Hawks? What do we got on the Atlanta? Yes, Hawks? the Atlanta Hawks, one of the worst teams in the league last year, but somehow <laughs> also one of the most exciting to a lot a lot of us NBA fans. I uh, we'll take a look at their additions here. They, they've made some actually some interesting moves this offseason. Um, and Evan Turner, Alan Crabb, Jabari Parker, and everyone's favorite player, Chandler Parsons. Ooh, that's where he is. <laughs> I was thinking, where did this guy end up yes, this year? Yes, it's all part of the master plan for these Atlanta Hawks. You, 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 list, you heard me list off these players, and you're like, wow, Sean, these, these Atlanta Hawks – they seem like they're complete idiots. Why would they bring on all these giant contract horrible players? Well, yeah, wait, actually, <laughs> when did they get Evan Turner? I did not even they know got, about that. that. They traded Kent Bazemore for him. Oh. Yes. That's a good trade for Portland. Yep, and they traded with the Nets for Alan Crabb, and they took on Jabari Parker on a two-year $13 million deal. Interesting, interesting. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll get into what, what they're cooking uh, here in a little bit. Uh, we'll get into their departures really quick. They, they lost some good guys. Uh, Torian Prince, um, the really big loss for them. He was a good producer. Mm-hmm. Kent Bazemore, Dwayne Dedman, and Amari Spellman, who is a warrior now. And then mm-hmm. they drafted. The, the draft picks are the big deal here. Cam Reddish yeah. at 10, the more hyped man. And DeAndre Hunter, the safe pick at number 4. Um, with the two draft picks that they had um, because with a trade for Luka Doncic last year with Dallas, um, these are the two guys they get. Um, yeah. Both very interesting. Uh, Cam Reddish was actually, I don't know if you knew this, Alan, but uh, in rookie surveys, a uh, majority of them think that Cam Reddish will have the most successful NBA career out of this draft class. Huh. I did not know that. I'd actually be interested at in seeing what the other – prior year results have been cam reddish yeah i would too yeah i mean i guess i could see it i guess the thinking is you know he he's kind of like he you know there's like you're the you're the robin on some teams but cam reddish was like even further back than robin he was like (laughs) he was playing behind rj barrett and zion so i could see that that maybe we just have never really seen this guy's full potential and now in the atlanta Mm -hmm. hawks we're gonna see it well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But the interesting thing here is like this is like that second step of what we're gonna see play out from that Luca for Trey Young trade. Like now we get the mm-hmm. second part, and the third part being the actual development, further development of Trey Young versus Luca, and then that fourth part, like the development of these guys. And um, we'll see where where we're at there in like the next couple of years. That's exciting. I. Because when that trade yeah. happened, I was like, that's it. That's a defining moment. We might be <laughs> talking was, about that yeah. for a while. Right. And then we talk about, man, like, is Trey Young going to pan out at all? It turns out it looks like it. Oh, yeah. He's on he, his way. Yeah. 19 points a game last year, eight assists a game. <clears throat> Rookie year. And he that's with some pretty poor numbers to start the season. Mm-hmm. But in that second half, he, he was the best rookie in the NBA, better than Luka Doncic even. Right. And, and so then far, the- it's panning out. 
Right, and this is the second part of that trade where, like, you know, depending on these guys develop, then you're going to say, oh, that trade was well worth it for the Atlanta Hawks. But, right. you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. No, they've they've made some really great draft picks. I mean, you can even throw Kevin Horter into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, the shooting guard they drafted, I think, at 17 last year. He, he had some very quality minutes for them at shooting guard. But, yeah, it's very exciting for their future with wh- who they've picked in the draft the gm there has done a fantastic job his name's eluding me right now but Mm -hmm. so their x factor right now is the 2020 free agency market (laughs) this is what they're aiming for and this is why they signed all of these terrible players on these big contracts the evan turners chandler parsons all these guys are all on expiring deals and right now the Atlanta Hawks only have $33 million in dedicated salary next season. So they could sign two max free agents if free agents choose to come to them. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't see – yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you have a guy who's on his way to potentially being a – I mean, if he's not there already, like a top 10 point guard in the league. John Collins yeah. on his way to being one of the top power forwards in this right. league. You got a bunch of cheap role players in some of these young guys. So – they, they they are setting themselves up well. They're falling. I mean, that championship model of a team, it's a star player, good young players on, on value contracts, and a yep. bunch of really good uh, veteran role players that willing to, you know, take a little bit off the off the books to come play with you. And right now they got – I feel like they're right there where they got those young role players. Now they just – maybe they can hit a star or just a mid, middle-tier star to really take them over the edge here. Right, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like they are definitely the most primed to make a big move next offseason, but Mm -hmm. the problem with that, is there even a name that they really want to give a max contract to next year? Right. The free agency market is completely dry next year. All of of the biggest names have been signed this year. This was the offseason of offseasons. And now that over 60% of people have signed into at least some long-term deals, there's not going to be very many names that are going to want to sign with them. You look at guys like Pascal Siakam, he's already going to be signed on with the Raptors for sure. Jalen Brown, most likely going to sign with the Celtics. Mm -hmm. Anthony Davis definitely with the lakers like right i don't know who they would even get that would be worth it for them to sign with max money yeah i guess you could you could do like a sign and trade type situation if you're willing to give up one of these young guys um you won't get a big time star but you know like maybe a top a top 20 player i don't know maybe jimmy butler's sick and tired of being over uh, there and you can make him right yeah you definitely for want him, but, jimmy butler but yeah though. strategically that the things that they can control they've done well up to this point but the things that they can't control you know like other players contracts seems like those might be working against them here but right. i mean maybe they don't need a star maybe they just need like a, a couple solid veterans at that point maybe trey young really makes that bounce this year or john mm-hmm. collins Though they, it might be still too early on, but I guess that's that's another that's another that's a plan B you could take on if you're the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, you you can definitely like say at this point with some confidence that Trey Young can become that next superstar mm-hmm. for this team. Like you don't need a veteran superstar, although it'd be very helpful for them. So I mean, right now as it stands, since this team is pretty much intact from last year, and you're going to see some improvements in Trey Young and John Collins. I'm giving them 33 wins this year, which is an uptick from last year. But I think that we're really going to see this team explode next year. Next year is going to be their year. Yeah, I agree. 33 wins seems fair. I think slightly up but and better than the, than the Charlotte Hornets, but you know, <laughs> yeah. not quite there. I mean, there's some there. I'm sure they they going into the season, they probably think they can go after the eight seed, and I could see them getting off to a hot start. Mm-hmm. But then I could see. I mean, they're still so young, and I think one of the problems with young players year in and year out we see is the consistency. And I think yeah, once they hit December, that that dark spot in the league December and January <laughs> like you're not quite an all-star break but you're just like right in the middle of it I think that's when they're gonna lose some games yeah you're, you're probably right and I you know what they can't really be, be disappointed yet because I feel like at this point all their players are bought into this long-term role you know they're <laughs> like we know we're not gonna be good this year but yeah yeah next year like they gotta be realistic with themselves at least a little bit 
Yeah, I just kind of chuckled a little bit because I saw that in this projected starting five, we got Trey Young. You know, we got Kevin Cuter. That makes sense. Hunter Collins. And then Lynn. Is that by Alex Lynn? Is that man still in this M- in the NBA? Yes, Alex Lynn, man. He actually had like a halfway decent year with them last year. Wow, Alex yeah. Lynn. He kind of refound himself. It, it was pretty miraculous, actually. I mean, came over from Phoenix on a whim, really. Like, Phoenix <laughs> yeah. was completely done with him. And he actually gave them some good contributing minutes um, when they needed him to play. So he earned another spot on this team, and he's going to be their starting center because they, they let go of Dwayne Dedman. They let go of Amari Spellman. He's the guy now. Yeah. <laughs> let's see let's see what he can do. <laughs> yeah, let's go, Lynn, man. One yeah. of the many lost Phoenix Sun picks. Wow. I know. Well, I watch him blossom into a star player. Phoenix <laughs> be so pissed. I would love it if, if guys like Alex Lynn, Josh Jackson, and all these random oh, Phoenix Suns picks that aren't there anymore just blossom. Josh Josh Jackson, he's gonna find his way out of the NBA pretty soon just with his conduct outside of the court <laughs> that guy yeah. cannot stay out of trouble we'll see so moving on let's go to the orlando magic man this is a team that just another team that just says you know what we're not ready to rebuild and we're not ready to win either so we're just gonna keep coasting to 42 43 wins yeah. for the, at least until 2022 or 2021 Good so and how do they do that? They do that by giving Vucevic four years and $100 million. Is he worth that money? I mean, given last year, I would say so. But when you really look at this man's track record, I mean, he's 29, about to hit 30 years old. He's a seven-footer with a ton of injury problems. And you're betting on him? Oh, that's a tough one. I could see, I could understand why you don't, and I could also understand why, I could also understand why you do. Alongside yeah. that, you bring in Markel Fultz, Alfredo Aminu, three years, $29 million. Um, nobody really leaves this team. <clears throat> a couple of people got waived, but nobody notable from the from the rotation. And who do you draft? You draft Shuma Okiki, the 16th pick, um, who tore his ACL in, in the NCAA tournament, so we won't see him make an appearance until February. But all all in all, this team is still the same. A little bit more money going around, but they're going all in for that eighth and seventh seed. <laughs> and, I mean, this team is set until 2022, where when they get to that point, given Evan Fournier's money, uh, Vucevic's money, Terrence Ross's money, Afriko Aminu, they're going to have some hard choices to make unless the cap, the NBA cap, really shoots up between who they're going to extend, whether it's Fultz, Gordon or Jonathan Isaac, or maybe it's just two of the three, depending on Jonathan Isaac's future play or Markel Fultz's future play. But they're rolling the dice here with Vucevic in the development of either Fultz, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, or more Bamba to keep carrying this team forward. I mean, because if you look at this team, they need those forwards to start performing because their guard play is weak right now, unless Markel Fultz can really step in there. So who do you got at your starting five? You have DJ Augustine. Evan Fournier, Jonathan Isaac, possibly, or Terrence Ross, and Gordon, and Vucevic. Yeah. And it's such a weird – this is such a weird roster. You have so many dudes that are, like, more power forwards than they would be uh, small forwards, (laughs) and then you have no point guards. You have DJ Augustine. You don't need any other point guards. He carries you. (laughs) Dude, DJ Augustine. Markel Fultz. You got Markel Fultz. If he can get on the court – um, I mean, DJ Augustine is solid, but if you're going to win, I mean, I think DJ Augustine's got to come off the bench, man. He's got to be like your sixth or seventh man oh, off rotation. Sure. I mean, the, the best case scenario for this team is Markel Fultz is actually able to revive his NBA career a little bit. That's mm-hmm. really the only, like everything that they did in the offseason was the safest thing they could have done. Yeah. And the only hope they have of outperforming what everyone would project them to be is either seven, eight, nine seed is if Markel Fultz becomes a halfway decent player and then starts playing like the number one draft pick he was drafted to be. Yeah. And that was really close to saying that's the X factor of this team, but man, I'm going to tell you, I'm going <laughs> to tell everybody out there. Don't fall asleep on my man, Aaron Gordon, uh, okay. Aaron Gordon. 
you know, he slowly, quietly improved last year. Maybe didn't quite make the development that, you know, I thought he was going to, or maybe he himself thought. You know, he took a step back on points per game. That's okay. Vucevic had himself quite the year. (laughs) That's okay? It's okay. He went from 17 to 16. But this man has improved in everything else. Assists, rebounds, shooting, defensively. This guy was the 11th power forward rated in defensive rating last year. So this guy is out there. He's doing everything. He's becoming a versatile scorer. He's becoming a versatile player. And I think, I think, I think, I think Aaron Gordon is ready to make some bigger strides. He's 24 years old. He's about to have his 25th birthday at some point this NBA season. I think he's going to make a big step forward. And if there's somebody that the Orlando Magic are probably going to need to bet on to break through that ceiling and maybe get the seventh or sixth seed, it's going to be carried. It's going to be broken by Aaron Gordon. Don't fall asleep on this man, Sean. Don't just, fall asleep on this man. I just I just have to ask what nothing he did last year would lead you to believe that he's going to break out this year. No, and and you're probably right. He had not he didn't really have that moment, but I just still believe in this guy. I mean, he's just so he's athletic. Uh he could he's a decent three-point shooter. He can score from different places on the court. 6 foot 10. I don't know, man. What's not to like about this dude? It seems like he's got the right pieces. I I know. On paper, Aaron Gordon always seems like the guy that she should be like the next Blake Griffin, right? Right, yeah. He's got the same size. I would argue equal athleticism, even though that might be a slight at Blake Griffin. I don't really know. (laughs) They're both crazy athletes. Like you said, he can shoot from all over the floor. He improved defensively. And yet, what did he do last year? You know, it's just like you got to make a splash. Blake Griffin is making splashes. He still makes splashes. <laughs> this man, this man going to 25, like if you haven't figured it out yet, like this you better figure it out now cuz there you're not getting any younger at this point. Like Yeah, he he is reaching a crossroads these is. next 2 years in his career and I think he's ready to make that step forward. You know, he played 78 games last year. I just don't see how his his situation is exactly the same as it was last year though. So, like, where's this extra opportunity going to come from? Are they going to stop giving the ball to Vucevic as much? Yeah, Aaron Gordon's going to make his moves, and he's going to demand to be the first option in this offense. I mean, you don't know. (laughs) Vucevic honestly could go down and only play 40 games next year, 50 games. And Aaron Gordon, I think he's, he's set up to just play a solid 75 at least next year. And I, th- I, think, the, I think the name of the game is Aaron Gordon next year, man. Trust me, I'm calling it now. Yeah, lost in all of this is how Mo Bamba was the biggest waste of a draft pick. <laughs> the biggest like, waste of a rap trap, of a rap track. He had a song oh, made for him. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Uh-huh. No, it's it's just so sad because like this guy is did not even get a chance. You yeah. and then it's like okay, you don't have to resign Vucevic. Oh wait, you bring him in for four years. Okay, yeah, great. no and hope. Let Mo Bamba get like fifteen minutes behind him, maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. at best. Well, I mean, you also have Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon know, and man. Terrence Ross, so it's like uh, Terrence Ross is a guard, but like <laughs> it's. It's ridiculous. And Alfred <clears throat> Aminu, too. I don't, oh, right. I just don't understand why they continued to do this to themselves, you know? <laughs> like, they had the chance to get out of it. They could have started progressing Mo Bamba's career. Yeah, and this is the thing that I was confused about when I started this season pre. I was like, well, I don't even really know how to define this team. Because they don't want to rebuild, though it seems like they should. But it seems almost seems like they've been rebuilding for more than a decade. Yeah, they're just stuck. <laughs> That's what yeah. they are. They're just completely stuck. And I guess at this point, you might as well just put something decent on the floor, go after the seventh and eighth seed until uh, 2022, and reevaluate yourself. Man, it's yeah, it's gonna be just yeah, right. This is this, this is gonna be their story for the next three years. Yeah, what's going on with the Washington Wizards though? Give oh, us man. something. What's going on there, with these guys? Any better? Any worse? Whew, this is a dumpster fire, my friend. If the Los Angeles Lakers were any drama, the Washington Wizards are at least that. Um, but as far as basketball is concerned, they have very little hope. And we're we're going to break it down right here. So their additions. C.J. Miles, who underwent surgery for something 
during this off season. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was like tendonitis or something. Uh, Davis Bertons, who they got from the Spurs, Isaac Bonga and Moritz Wagner, who they got from the Lakers, and Isaiah Thomas. Mighty the, IT the, baby. Yes, their their big waiver or their big offseason acquisition, <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. Who do they lose? They lose some pretty big pieces who actually like played significant minutes from the last year. That's Tomas Sadoransky, Bobby Portis, Jeff Green, Trevor Ariza, and kind of Dwight Howard, <laughs> if you want to even count that. Their only real light in this situation is that they I think they had a great draft pick. They drafted this this man, Rui Hachimura, I, at number nine. I just don't think this Wizards franchise is in a place to take risky moves, and this was a risky move. I do. You, why do you think that's risky? <laughs> I just, I just think it's risky. I just feel like it's risky. Like, why not take one of these? Why not take an Amer- American? Not because I don't think this guy played for Gonzaga. Oh, he did. He did. He was born in Japan, but he played in Gonzaga. Oh yeah, so he he's a huge star in Japan though, and that might have been what tripped you up. Oh okay, I see, I see, I he's see. He's a huge star because he was born in Japan, and he's the first ever Japanese-born player ever to be drafted. Okay, so that's a little misleading there. Sorry, it's a little yeah. misleading, but yeah, he he's um <laughs> yeah he basically he's already adjusted pretty much to American culture, although he still has a lot of Japanese culture too because he spent most of his life there. But, right. Um, no, but he developed his game in did, America. He, he developed his game here. He had a great summer league. He made the, the all summer league second team, averaging nineteen points, seven rebounds. Okay. And he, he's averaged thirteen point three points in the FIBA tournament um, for Japan. Um, but he yesterday dropped out of the tournament after Team USA just clobbered Japan by like fifty points. Oh. Um, he dropped out of it due to fatigue. Um, so he just, yeah, I don't know if it, it's a conditioning thing. I mean, he just played the summer league and he went straight into FIBA after playing this whole college season. Like he's probably just really tired. Um, yeah. so it's probably good for him to actually start to get ready for the NBA season now and maybe take a little, maybe take a week off or so. Um, but he is, I think a very good player. Um, and he's going to be the one bright spot for this team this year because after everything that went down last year, the whole John wall, Getting injured and then <laughs> falling in his house and tearing <laughs> his Achilles. It's going to be a meme for the rest of the eternity, basically. Yeah. This this team is completely in shambles at this point. <laughs> it's so funny when people say, you know, the Lakers, LeBron, drama. It's like, man, some of these teams have some stories that are <laughs> way beyond anything that right. has happened to the Lakers in the last few years. Yeah, or, like, the like, New York oh. Knicks. Like, yeah. this John Wall story just... How has this just not... How has this just been forgotten? It, I mean, it really hasn't, but it's, it's like, <laughs> what are you going to do at this point, right? Like, <laughs> we can't talk about John Wall for another year, at least. Like, True. We're going to have to see how that happens. But, anyway, so this team has, has undergone quite a bit of turmoil um, in the last few months, um, in April, they had, they fired their long-term GM, Ernie Grunfeld, um, who he was the GM for 16 years, actually. Yep. They gave him a big opportunities there, and uh, Tommy Shepard now takes over for him. And this is, and he didn't take over until after the NBA draft and NBA free agency. Right. Yeah. So they, yeah, <laughs> this... they drafted Rui without <laughs> anyone being in charge. That's right. I totally forgot about that. It's funny because in Twitter, it's like, "Oh, is Andrew Luck retiring? The craziest sports story in the last ten years." We just <laughs> talked about two sports stories that are, I'd say, freaking just as crazy. If yeah, not just more as so. yeah, like you just this whole team just completely rebuilt itself over a summer. Without without having anybody officially in the front office, and their star player tore his Achilles <laughs> while cleaning, walking around at home. Yeah, with the Swiffer mop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, it's just so sad. But I mean, he's he's got probably the hardest job in the NBA right now is to rebuild this Wizards team with honestly a third of the salary that, uh, or like two thirds of the salary that these other teams have to work with. Uh, with John Wall being on the books for the next four years, 
But he started off strong. He was able to convince Beal to agree to a three-year, $111 million extension. So the team's going to stay at least uh, more entertaining to watch, at least, because they'll at least have an all-star on the team. Um, If they had to get rid of Beal through a trade or they just lost him to free agency, it was going to look really ugly for them as far as just having anything to give on the basketball court. They would not be able to fill seats at all. Oh, no. It would be the worst team in the league, easily. It would, easily. And they (laughs) honestly... This team still might be the worst team in the league, but at least they have a shot at not being the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, if you look at this projected starting lineup, and I, I will say this too, um, they were able to re-sign Thomas Bryant for three years, $25 million. I think that's a great bargain deal for them. Uh, that's mm-hmm. a promising young big man. But this starting lineup, like when I saw, like, wow, this is really sad. Like, I did not think it was this bad. So your starting point guard is ish smith <laughs> and i wa- i really wanted to say it was gonna be isaiah thomas but it, i just don't think they're gonna believe in him to start the season so it's gonna be riding ish smith at the oh. point then you go bradley beal and i honestly i had to do some research to think of who was gonna start at small forward for them and it's this guy troy brown <laughs> he was a rookie for them last year and didn't really get any playing time, but he's going to have to now because they don't really have anybody else. Uh, and then you have Rui Hachimura and Thomas Bryant, um, your big men there who are decent but young, so you're really not going to expect much from them. So this this is a very, very sorry starting lineup. Yikes. Yikes. I mean, I almost want to say like Isaiah Thomas's career is possibly over. But on this team, he might actually have the ch- like heaven's doors yes. have opened up for him to <laughs> to revitalize his right. career it's somehow. Like him and Dwight Howard, like this is their last chance. Like yeah. if they can't make something happen this year, it's never gonna happen. You know, Ish Smith is like one of those weird guys who have not weird because he's not a weird guy. I don't know the guy or anything. I don't really know much <laughs> about him. But I do know this is he is a name that I have been seeing around what feels like forever and i just looked him up quickly on basketball reference uh-huh. and yeah he's had an nba roster spot since 2010 with average with career averages of seven points a game and like 30 percent shooting 42 percent from the field but really when you look at it it's like mostly two points two points a season other right. than like <laughs> a couple of seasons where he actually hit like 12 points a game for yeah. philadelphia this is gonna be the peak of his career right now Right here, Washington he gets to be the starting point guard, with his only competition being Isaiah Thomas, <laughs> who I can only describe as a man on the way out. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's the X factor here, if any, that might help break this yes. team, break the ceiling for this team? The, there's no ceiling for this. The, the ceiling is so low. It's <laughs> honestly like 30 wins. I'm have I project them getting 25 wins. <laughs> this team, with as sorry as their starting lineup is, their bench is just is as bad as any because this is their starting lineup. They literally don't have anything better. So th- this team has nothing. 25 wins might even be generous, honestly. I only give them that many because solely of Bradley Beal. Yeah. Yeah, and the X factor for them are the lottery balls. Honestly, that's the only thing they have going for them is that they own their draft picks. So will they get lucky and land a high one? That's it. That's all they have to work with. Yeah, and then we'll keep our eyes on John Wall's injury here, man. Oh, I feel yeah. bad for this guy. I feel like he's got to come on TV and defend himself a little bit. Cause... I don't even know how you do that at this point. Yeah, because this guy's just, just taking hits. For... You just hope that people forget, honestly. I thought, I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, I mean, you thought, I thought that like this team was having had a tough situation, but I think you might have sold me that the Wizards actually have the toughest situation. But at the same time, I'm like, Mitch Kupchak here has himself <laughs> quite the task too. The Charlotte Hornets yes. is this next team. Who do you le- who's leaving? Kemba Walker, the all time franchise <laughs> scoring leader for this team, who's not even thirty yet. Was just left, just left. You didn't that's even try it. to over. I mean, this is a franchise that's notorious for overpaying people. 
you might as well already just stick with it and overpay this guy because you're not <laughs> rebuilding. You're you're too deep into the woods to really rebuild. And um and you're also not winning, so you're just like in this weird void of you have no terrible. <laughs> yeah, just like terrible and overpaying a lot. Um, but who left for this team is Kemba Walker, Frank Kamenisky, and Jeremy Lamb, who actually had himself a pretty good season last year for this team. So I would have also tried to bring him back. And who do you yeah. add? You add Scary Terry, Terry Rozier, and you draft P.J. Washington. Not bad, not bad. A dude who averaged 15 points a game back in college, kind of like a little scoring guard. But, you know, he'll be solid at best. I'm not sure what the star projection would be on the guy like that. But... Obviously, a lot of this team got hindered because Bismack Biombo, Marvin Williams, <laughs> Michael Kidd Giltris, of course, all obviously opted into their player options when their player <laughs> options all pay these guys, I think, around like $15 million each. So there's no way these guys are letting go of that. And you add Terry Rozier. I mean, this guy never shot over 40% from the field or 80% from the free throw line. <laughs> this guy shoots like... Doesn't even shoot thirty percent from the three point line, like eighty percent from just because he hasn't shot eighty percent from the free throw line. That's that's a good free throw shooter. That's all right. It's all right for a starting point guard. I would say you should at least be at eighty percent, close to it. If which you're is, good, yeah. If you yeah. want to be good, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I I I mean, he's gonna get the ball a lot when you're talking about who's gonna lead this team in scoring. He's gonna be up there. He's gonna be a candidate. But other, other than that, who else? <laughs> I'll tell you who. I'll tell you who. When I was looking uh, at this team, I was like, is there any bright spot? And I found one. It's this guy, Bacon, man. Who is <laughs> Dwayne Bacon. Bacon. Who is Bacon? <laughs> this guy's ready, man. He's ready. I was reading all these Charlotte Hornet blogs, and oh, I was like, no. okay, I'm sold on Dwayne Bacon. Stop it. Are you this, kidding me? This guy shot 43% from three last year. This on guy, how many attempts? On two attempts, which is not much, but he also he also shared a lot of minutes with a lot of characters oh, who should man. not have he should not have been sharing minutes with. This guy shot forty seven percent, seven points a game. You know, not too bad. Seven not. points a game. You, what? <coughs> but I think how this many guy's beat reports. Did you read? You got <laughs> brainwashed, my dude. Oh man, I think this guy's ready to take a big step forward. Not this team, though. I think he'll be up there competing with Terry Rozier for the leading scorer. But let's take a look at what else what? they got. I All- just wait. No, no, <clears throat> we can't just skip over Dwayne. Ba- you really are believing in Dwayne Bacon right now? I'm a believer in Dwayne Bacon. He will be, if not the leading scorer, the second leading scorer on this team. Seven points a game last year. Yeah, he's about to hit sixteen or fifteen. No, I think. What makes you think he's going to start? Is everyone saying he's going to start? Uh, he's going to start. I think he's going to start. It's Terry Rozier, Dwayne Bacon, Nicholas Batum, Miles Bridges, and Cody Zeller. Big man, a, The big man Zeller. That's a small lineup. That's a small lineup. That's what they got. This is you all sure, they got. I'm pretty sure Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams. Oh, yeah. going to start over Dwayne Bacon. I don't know, man. Got Dwayne Bacon in here. He's got the <laughs> bacon. Got Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> What the? You just like his name, dude. I think you got Dwayne Bacon in the starting lineup. You I forget just... about Marvin Williams and Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Oh my gosh! I mean, you might as well. Really? Are, yeah. you willing to, are you willing to make a bet on that right now? On Dwayne Bacon averaging over ten points a game this year? Yes. All right. I'll make, I'll make that make, bet. I'll make that bet with you. All right. Like, that's ridiculous. <clears throat> this I've man. I've not heard anything about Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> Neither have I. And then I started reading oh all these. God. All these blogs on Charlotte Hornets. I was oh like, you know what? Gosh. I'm sold on this guy. You have I been think brainwashed. Possibly, possibly, <laughs> but he's he he is one of the he is part of that young core of Miles Bridges, Malik Monk. A lot of these guys, you know, haven't really performed very well. But yeah, and I don't think I don't see much <laughs> happening for these guys other than <laughs> Dwayne Bacon. Are you I'm. I don't see much happening for Miles Bridges or Malik Monk. I don't. They just they, they just look like they're all over the place. None of them have cracked double digit averages in either category. It's 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 a sad one right now in Charlotte. Except you know, for Dwayne Bacon and Jerry Rozier is going to get his shots, man. Yeah, I didn't really know like what we were going to talk about when we thought we were talking about the Charlotte Hornets. 
you got me, man. I I did not know this was gonna go the bacon route. Yes, it's Dwayne Bacon. Remember the name. Remember oh Dwayne Bacon, and remember Aaron Gordon. <laughs> these are my two guys that I'm rolling with that are gonna surprise some people. Oh man, if these guys are not on your fantasy team, I'm gonna be very disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, Dwayne Bacon, I might, I could probably just reach for him in the waiver wire. That many people will probably sleep on. Him. I am not. I am. I'm never going to wake up on Dwayne Bacon. <laughs> well, here's the X factor for this team it's time that's it time you just gotta let some of these years go by um hopefully this franchise survives hopefully the fam day stays intact because you gotta wait until some of these dudes come off the books and then you can finally start tanking and then you still gotta wait for the (laughs) lottery balls to go your way to actually draft well because i mean look at this nick batum at 27 million cody zeller at 15 million Tori Rozier at $19 million, not counting the other guys who just opted in, Biombo, Marvin Williams, and Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, which they're only for one year, but Batum still got two more years. Zeller, two more years. Terry Rozier, the four more years, years. left. yeah. Or the three years. So how does this team look? They're trending down. 32 wins. They got, they got 34 last year. They, they or, might even be lower. I would put them <clears throat> lower than that even. I would go like... They are competing with the Wizards for worst team in the NBA. You think so? Definitely. You're starting Dwayne Bacon. I got. I'm at Cody Zeller, Terry Zier. I mean, <laughs> I think they can hold yes, it. They're all very average to below average players. They I'm don't going, even have a Bradley Beal. At least the Wizards don't. have Bradley Beal. This team is definitely in contention for the worst team in the NBA. I'm gonna give them a little bit more love than that. I'm going to say 32 wins uh, on the optimistic I'm, I'm gonna end. Give them, I'm going to give them 26. 26. 26. Yikes. Well, I all, guess... they, all they did was downgrade their starting point guard. That's true. But they all still they have. Did. Nicholas Batum is making a return. Dwayne Bacon is coming out. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so the story I, can't, I can't even handle. The Dwayne Bacon man. I don't. I don't even know how to react to your enthusiasm about him. It's. It's like almost hilarious, but also just I'm in shock. <laughs> There's always one guy. There's always one. This is the same thing I'm you just... could have been saying about Caris Levert. No way, dude! You're comparing this guy to Caris Levert. Potentially. So what's the storyline to follow? I don't know. There is really no storyline I'd love to follow from this team. Maybe Dwayne Bacon's career no, path. No, no. Outside of that, I'm actually just more curious about this. It's who's going to average more points this year, Terry Rozier or Kyle Kuzma? Terry so that, Rozier, are you serious? I don't know, man. Oh, my gosh. Kyle dude. Kuzma, Kuzmania is coming oh, out. Dude. Runner-up for sixth man of the year. 12 points a game. <laughs> for who? For Kuzma. Kyle? He's going to get 12 points We've a game. We've talked about this. We've oh, no way. This. He averaged 17 last year. And he was a starter. <clears throat> He's hitting 19 this year. 18 or 19. Oh, my gosh. I see it happening. Well, Only only if he starts, maybe. I'll give you that. But if he's a sixth man, no way. All right. We'll have to see about that. We, I mean, there's no way. I mean, I don't know what to tell you to convince you. I feel like oh I've told you, I've told you, given you I've, a lot of I've, points. I've given you a lot of points, man. You're just, you're too, you're too Laker right now. Man. <laughs> you can't, you can't handle the truth. Well, we'll see. The only way to find out is let this season play out. Still six weeks away, but you know what is happening? FIBA basketball. To close the podcast out, what's happened in this world, Sean? Oh man, this it's sketchy. I mean, not that anyone follows FIBA really. <laughs> I mean, I certainly don't. I mean, I'm I'm just NBA. I think I honestly think that USA shouldn't even compete so that these guys don't get hurt like Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart already have. But here we are. We're in FIBA. We almost lost to Turkey in an <laughs> overtime thriller to Turkey. Man, to Turkey? What are we doing losing to Turkey? I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. But we co- we come back, we beat Japan by 50 points and now we're up against Greece and Giannis. And it's just it's funny to me that a guy like Giannis, who's the best player in the world, presumably, is only averaging like 14 points a game in this FIBA tournament. It kind of <laughs> goes to show you that these guys don't really play that hard. So why are you even playing at all? 
Well, I mean, it's also I think it's a little bit more physical than the NBA. I don't think there's quite as many free throws. Free throws. Um, oh yeah, they they don't call it as uh, <clears throat> as close as they do. Yeah, there's a yeah, bit more. Okay. The real question is who's going to be guarding Giannis in this game from the FIBA from the U.S. Uh, they're just, roster. They're just going to have to double team him. <clears throat> I mean, the interesting thing is when Brazil played Greece. I don't know if you saw, they had some forty year old dude just just destroying Giannis defensively. <laughs> Like, he shut him down. Really? Yeah, because th- yeah, Brazil beat Greece by a point, I think. And they had this 40-year-old dude guarding Giannis. And he held him to, like, 13 points. Well, I mean, I don't so, know what the 76ers are doing. They should have signed that man in, in free I agency. Know, right? Yeah. Unleash him during the man. playoffs. Unleash, unleash him. I wish I could remember his name right now, but... Yeah, that, that was a really interesting one, but I, I don't know. I think this U.S. team is going to end up losing. To Greece? So to I, Greece, or like they're going to lose at some point in the tournament. Yeah. Like I don't think they get gold. Yeah, at first I thought Giannis and Jokic and some of those guys weren't playing, but they're there. They're playing, so yeah. they have a good shot with those guys that are on the court. Yeah, the Boban-Jokic duo is deadly, and it is real. <laughs> yeah, that that is something because I'm looking at the U.S. roster. You got Mason Plumley, you got Miles Turner, and you got Brooke Lopez. Miles Turner's not Uh-oh. bad, but no match for Jokic <clears throat> or Giannis. Or Boban. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna yeah, be brutal. I, I foresee I foresee them not winning. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, but go USA nonetheless. Thanks yes, everybody sir. for tuning in. Um, next week, what do we? What, who are we breaking? Who should we break down uh, next week? How about we go? We go Southwest. We'll go with the Mavericks, Rockets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs. I like that one. I like that Let's one. Do it. Yeah, we'll do Southwest next next podcast. Thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, catch us in week in and week out for the next six weeks as we continue previewing every NBA division. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everyone. Look out for those Dwayne Bacon's. <laughs>